0: to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Deidre Shen, founder and CEO of Capshow, software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into content that converts. Now, we believe that every entrepreneur who has had to overcome their own internal struggles is remarkable. And it is this exact remarkability that needs to be shared so that they can positively impact the world. So stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest in 20 or 25 minutes. So let's go. Hi everyone, welcome to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I have Serena Cronin with us, who I'm so, so pumped to talk about because she sounds like she's going to be a wealth of knowledge. So I'm so excited to get into her story. Uh, She uh, started Cronin Law Firm and now she has branched out from there. So, but let's start with maybe if you could tell us a little bit about what you do now and how you even got started. Thank you, Deirdre. It's nice to
1: be here. I'm excited too. Um, Well, I got started owning my own law firm, not having a plan or any kind of huge desire to grow the firm. It was just born out of a lot of hard work and servicing clients. And I've had this, uh, my own firm for about 10 years now. And uh, I had um, worked in a variety of different uh, law firms. And then I was with the prosecutor's office and I was uh, general counsel for a company. So I had a wide variety of experiences before establishing my own office
0: yeah and what made you decide to go out on your own what was that tipping point for you well i had been uh working as
1: an assistant prosecuting attorney for oakland county in michigan and after you know several years there i took a little step back and i focused on a music career of all things i'm a musician Wow. and and I you know thought if I don't do it now I'll never do it and so I really did it full-time I always had a little bit of that going while I was doing my legal profession I always did uh either teaching lessons you know or performing professionally um and so I decided to really take a stab at it and then i you know started having children and i took some time to, you know, raise my kids. And slowly but surely, I got uh, a client here, a client there, and just, you know, by word of mouth and more referrals. And I was getting busier and busier. And I thought, you know, I just can't keep meeting people at a Starbucks, for instance, or the library or, you know, whatever it was back then. And um, and so I just took a risk and took a leap of faith and opened up I started subleasing actually in office and I opened up a firm. It was just me, you know, and then after a couple of years, I had to hire some help and I just kept getting busier and busier. And then um, about seven years ago, I opened up a larger space. I created a space just for my firm. And then about three years ago, I had to expand again so it's exciting.
0: It's been yeah. a Wow. You sound like, I, I really want to delve into this. Like so many things that you mentioned, I'm like, oh, man, I want to, I want to talk about that. Well, <laughs> it's not boring. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk about music versus law. I mean, at some, like, you know, was there a part of, like, did you feel like there were two competing parts of you that were like, you know, wants to do music and then, but then there's this law. side, so like, you know, how, and how did you reconcile that? Or have you, maybe? I shouldn't uh, I should. Well,
1: no, thank you for asking that. I have always been extremely passionate about music and dance. I was a professional uh, musician for years, my whole life, you know, and I was raised in that environment, the theater, you know, I was a professional dancer on, you know, off Broadway. I did a lot of different things in my life. And um, I was pretty prolific writer, music writer, and I was a music major in undergrad. And I just always had that passion, that burning desire. And it was really my go-to when my, if my personal life wasn't doing that great, I really, that was really my outlet. And so I really, really focused on that for a really long time. And I had, you know, lived in New York city during some summers when I was in undergrad and through law school. And I just found that the, uh, the industry itself was just a tough, it's hard. It's a hard life. It's a hard industry. Yeah. And I had a lot of friends that that's all they had. And there was such a desperation from that. And it's, you know, it's like getting struck by lightning. It's so tough to make it and the best don't always make it. And, you know, it's such a who, you know, kind of thing and luck. And I mean, there's so many factors, right. Um, but I, I in, instead of just totally focusing on that, I thought, okay, I can bring some uh some much needed normalcy and much needed uh support to all my friends in that industry because a lot of them really didn't have a voice and I didn't like how they were treated, you know, some of my friends in New York. And I thought, well, I could go to law school. And I, I've always been torn about different things. You know, first it was medicine, pre-med, and you know, just a lot of different things. But yeah. Um, and so I, I decided to go to law school and then I ended up getting a master's in business and all the way through, I was always in bands, performing, singing, you know, but then also doing some entertainment law on the side. I got licensed in New York and Illinois thinking that I would work, you know, more in those areas, but you know, over time life kind of has its own path for you. And my dream's shifted you know when i started having children i just thought okay i think i'm ready to hang up that yeah. drive the drive for that you yes. know totally. and then, and then i found that through the course of my legal career especially owning my own firm i've really been able to use that passion for creativity and music in different ways and servicing others and helping people is really what i'm all about even as a musician it was all about helping people be happier or feel something through my yeah. music. And now it's feeling something and getting better as a person through the service that I have for them, either through law or my motivational side. So it all kind of ties
0: in. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Um, okay. And then, so you, you had kids and then did you actually go back to work or did you start criminal law firm sort of coming out of maternity leave?
1: Yeah, well, I never really had a maternity leave, but um, but yeah, my with my third child, I, that's when at my firm, I decided to kind of, you know, hang a shingle and, and go for it. And I can remember after I was actually very pregnant with my third child when uh, I was doing that. And so I started renting an office, subleasing, and um, I didn't really show up there until, until after I gave birth. So, yeah, and, and then the rest is
0: history. So, And was that, because uh, I know that, you know, the way you tell it is like, you know, just got to climb here, got a client there, and maybe that will give you some, cert- some level of certainty. But was there a part of you that was like, what am I doing? I have three young children. i like, you know, how, like, how am I going to make this work? It was frightening. Deirdre, it was so scary. <laughs> and when I look at
1: it back then, it was um, subleasing a small office. It was, I think, a $400 a month, right? And I was freaking out. Oh my gosh, can I pay this every month? Can I do that? Can I do this? And then you don't know, realize with an office comes expenses, comes a computer, comes a phone, comes, you know, utilities and all these other things that go with it. And you, it's just sort of like this, you know, snowball effect. And, you, and it, I never was taught how to have a business. When you're in law school, nobody teaches you how to run a law firm. Nobody teaches you the intricacies and the details. So yes, I have a master's in business. And yes, my mind is a little bit more geared toward that. I don't know. And maybe it's just born in me Mm -hmm. or the drive to do more than just working for someone. And when I say just, it's not everybody has a calling and you know, in someone's role is best served working for someone else and they reach their height and their pinnacle as someone working for someone else. Right. I mean, we all have our different roles in life. For me, it wasn't satisfying enough. And I didn't like, I've never really been a rule follower anyway, so I shouldn't say that, but um, I, I didn't like having to follow someone else's rules, but I knew that they weren't the best rules to follow. You know, I worked for two, a couple different large law firms that everyone was miserable working for those firms. You know, it was just, I'm thinking why can't there's a better way. I know there's a better way. And, and that was a really big drive of mine to have a firm where people really enjoyed coming to work. And, you know, it's a fine line though, because you can't be, you know, too Pollyannish or too, you know, nice because then people take advantage. And I've learned that, you know, I've learned, you know, there's a fine line between being a good strong leader, holding people accountable and having people like to come to work yes right yep. it's hard yeah totally to and, and not get like, taken
0: advantage of and you know and i've had all of that and then some yeah exactly and, I, and i'm sure you know i'd love to get your perspective almost as as a as a woman like having to because i find that that it's a very marked female new like that we struggle with, right? Which is like, how do we balance these, like not, to be, not be too masculine, but then not be, too firm, not be too this and not be too that. Like, how have you found that in your career and in your own business, having to balance it's, all of that?
1: It's a constant struggle. I mean, I still find to this day, there are people who think that they can sort of schmooze me and not have to pay their bill or <laughs> be nice to me wow. and, you know, not have to, Right or flirt or whatever it is. And it's like, um, and I'm learning that, okay, I can be friends with someone or friendly, but still expect them to pay their bill, right? There's a, it's those personal boundaries that I think the stronger someone gets as a person with their own values and their own sort of, um, you know, the, the character makeup of somebody really helps them be a better leader, a better employer, a better boss, a better attorney, whatever field you want to go into, you have to be very clear about those things within you, because then if you're not, you're in this mushy middle all the time and that doesn't serve you. And then ultimately it doesn't serve the employees you hire, the clients you want to serve, you know? So it's, it's, it's always a learning, you know, evolution, being the best version of yourself in all aspects. Yes. Because at the end of the day, how you do one thing is how you do all things. So yes. if someone's a jerk as a leader, right, then ultimately they'll be
0: a jerk in their personal life. Yes. So, and vice I, versa right yeah 100% agree with that so that kind of so I do want to I did want to get into this because you I know you also mentioned that you now have your own you're trying to, you're developing your personal brand and I'd love to know the story behind that and what your um yeah how you're now serving clients or looking to serve clients um so as you know at now with my
1: background I I always have sort of a creative side to me and it started before COVID And before the stay at home order, I had been doing these lunch and learns at the firm where I would, it was free and a courtesy to existing clients and new clients that would want to come in kind of like a marketing tool, but also just like a value added, you know, bonus to people for free lunch and some advice. And the advice could range from co-parenting because I do a lot of family law now uh, or criminal work or business. So it's just different, like a question and answer lunch time, you know, service once yeah. a month. And when COVID hit, I thought, okay, how can I deliver the same service to everybody? And we were all scared. Nobody knew knew what was happening. You know, things were shutting down. You know, I mean, there were, there was just, you know, all these rumors and talk and media hype and sensationalism. And so everyone was scared and I thought, okay, how can I bring a little bit of peace and calm to people, and so my right hand gal, who's still with me today, and she kind of has grown with me too as I've grown, and I've had her in all these different roles. I push people in a way that I think brings out the best in them. You know, if they're willing to grow and learn. Yeah. It's, you know. So, long story short, so she and I just went live on Facebook the very first day we had our stay home uh, stay home order for Michigan. Yeah we went live on Facebook. We didn't know what the heck we were doing. And we just did it and um, answered a ton of questions from people that were kind of, you know, calling in and typing in and texting in. And, um, and then that, that spurred a weekly show called the challenge to change. So the Cronin challenge to change was born. And I did a lot of information on co-parenting And then I also brought a lot of information and knowledge to our viewers through COVID. um, I firmly believe that knowledge is power and I don't particularly care when somebody wants to talk about something or throw out their opinion or think that they're holier than thou. And they don't even really know the depth of whatever topic they're talking about. Mm -hmm. So for me, especially with COVID, there were all this like fake news or just like things that weren't real or true. So I would have people on there and I would talk about the science of it. I would talk about um, there were doctors I would have and educators and um, people from the County and people from the state. And so I had a lot of different people. And then when we went through a lot of the race relation issues and the rioting and just the protesting, and I had lots of different people talking about, that. And, and so I like to bring knowledge in in a nonpartisan way, right? Just knowledge is power. And so, and so through all that, sorry, this is a very long winded answer. (laughs) Um, but through all that, I just coaching people and getting people to be their best selves Mm. is something that is near and dear to my heart. And so, um, my clients, would turn to me and ask me very personal questions. And I found that I was coaching people through their legal matter. Mm. And so I merged sort of my workshops and these live events to workshops and public speaking engagements and one-on-one coaching for whatever matter that they need help with. Right. And so I branched it from co-parenting now to self-empowerment to, you know, lots of different things.
0: Wow. That's awesome. And obviously outside of legal issues, right? Like obviously you have that, but really your personal brand that you're really starting to build now is all about how can I serve you and help you more fully, more holistically than just your legal issues. Is, is Am I right in saying that?
1: Yes. But I also throughout their legal matter, I want to create lasting change in them. So I don't help them just within that mm-hmm. short, you know, year or two year span, yeah. but it's lasting effect for their life in general. So I have a lot of people coming for, let's just say custody battles. Yeah. And there are some attorneys that just don't care about how that will affect the life that they're going to have to live with this other parent trying to co-parent their children. And most oftentimes they neglect the needs of the children. Yeah. These attorneys just fight, fight, fight. And the court systems aren't designed to, to allow the time necessary to devote to each litigant. So I really would love to reform the court systems and have, I mean, certain friends of the court have this now, but I would really, I I want my program eventually to be in the different court systems and to have the judges say, okay, in order to get divorced or in order for this custody to be approved, then you both need to go through, you know, this course on co-parenting and Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Yes love that, it's that So, so inspiring. because people have to get outside of themselves and realize look just forgive a little bit be a little kind yeah and just move forward the yeah. children you're, you're you're causing such anxiety and un, unnecessary stress in these young
0: children's lives yeah so it does get forgotten quite a bit doesn't it because ultimately it does become about it's it's you know the ego it comes about the ego right of you know i want to win or whatever um and you're right, it does get forgot. forgotten. The children in the middle get forgotten um, a lot of times. So I love that you're really putting so much focus and effort there. Yeah. So you have incredible stories to tell. I can already tell from speaking to you for like, <laughs> I'm like, we don't have enough time. But I, so I do want to ask you, you know, there's so many stories to tell that make you remarkable. Can you share with us um, how do you share share this with your audience? And if so, how? How do you currently share this with your audience? Share what part of it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. And I'd love to know, like, do you do you share all of it or do you just share, you know, really specific parts of it?
1: It depends, Deirdre, on my audience, you know, that that's for any kind of marketing, and I know those people out there listening will know that you really need to understand your audience before you talk to it and so really it, it, if i'm it, if i'm helping someone in the co-parenting realm you know i'm not really going to talk about entrepreneurialship you know but mm-hmm. if i'm it, it really just depends but yes i and there are certain aspects of me that i share more and more i was always a very introverted shy person growing up and that's why i loved performing because it got me out of my shell yes. but um you know the older i've gotten and the more experiences and the more wisdom I've learned along the way, I find that, um, it's all coming together. You know, there's a saying that's that, you know, that your unanswered dreams or prayers kind of lead your way to your destiny. And it's sort of true. It's all kind of come together for me. And I eventually would like to write a book and, or books and have different, you know, voices or different aspects of my life. Out there because I think everybody, it, it it helps to know that someone else has gone through it, through or had the same difficulties or challenges you might have had. Mm. And I, I always say, if I can get through it, anybody can.
0: Yeah, totally. 100, wow, that's so 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 profound. Um, so, what? Let's talk about marketing now because we are talking to entrepreneurs. So, you know, you already touched on this in terms of like, yep, you need to know who you're speaking to. But what can you? What do you think was the biggest driver of growth for you in your, the growth of your business so far? Personal service, that
1: excellent customer service, that excellent care, that extra attention to detail, to their matter, to making sure that they feel respected and heard. Um, There's, there's uh, some truth to, you know, some entrepreneurs feel they don't care what business they do. They'll just, They're in it for the business of it. The making of the money, the successful, you know, to, to grow a business and then sell to grow a business and sell, they could sell widgets. They could sell cars. They don't, it doesn't matter. They're just really, really great salespeople. And some people start a business because they love the art of it. Right. They love that creative, you know, aspect. They love helping people, serving people. That's more of the creative side. I tend to be more that way. I tend Mm -hmm. to be more of the artist, so to speak. Um, because I do care about my business. I do care about the people. Eventually it'd be nice to grow it and scale it and sell it or whatever. But, Mm. um, and I'm building another business as we talked about. So, but I care about the content of that business. Like I said, some, some entrepreneurs don't, they just really, they they can do, they can make millions out of whatever business. Right. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on that person's personality and what their goals are, what they want to achieve and what, what fills them up unless you're that old adage is so true. If you don't find fulfillment in something and and it goes for relationships too, it goes for your career. It goes for whatever it is you want in life. If you're not fulfilled, well then ultimately at the end of the day, you're going to give it a half-assed attempt, right? You're not going to give it your all. You're not going to put your best foot forward and When you care about something, that's what shines through. So whatever it is you care about, whether it's just, you know, the true entrepreneur where you just grow, 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 build, sell, build, sell, or you really care about that service, whatever service it is you're providing or making those widgets or whatever it is you're trying to do, care wholeheartedly, give it your all and take action and Mm -hmm. and don't let fear stop you because- It's not going to be roses and fairy tales.
0: It's a lot of hard work, but there's yeah. a lot of reward too. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, okay, so, yeah, the personal service, and especially I think for what you do is incredibly important. Like that's, you know, that's, that makes so much sense. Now, where do you see yourself investing for growth over the next year? Well, people.
1: Uh, I really need to hire some people, but it's been very tough in this market. Mm.
0: It's
1: been very tough uh, to find good people um COVID has really put a damper on a lot of people yeah. wanting to work or finding good people the market is really tough right now yeah um so I would invest in in
0: in some solid people staff and, and is that in the marketing to like for sorry I should have been more specific in my question like where, where do you see yourself investing for growth for, for for marketing like to actually you know get the word out there especially for your new business that you're just you're sort of just Starting, oh,
1: yeah, it is marketing. I have some great people right now helping me. Um, but certainly some more marketing. I need a lot of tips for writing content, mm. um, you know, just getting the brand out there for my yeah. personal brand, for my personal side, yeah. for the law firm side. It's just, you know, we need good help, we need secretaries, we need receptionists. I mean, you know, it's all of that right now. Yeah, I yeah. Have a great team of people. I have, I'm so so excited about 2022 and the team of people we have it's it's
0: truly amazing yeah awesome so this has been so super helpful for everyone listening to this thank you so much for sharing your knowledge your wisdom your heart like i could just feel it coming through (laughs) um, in your voice so if anyone is interested in seeing what you offer where's the best place for them to go
1: so deirdre they can find me at the cronin law firm uh it's croninlawfirm.com uh i have all of the information about the law firm there. And then I also have a personal brand, which is sabrinashaheen.com. It's my maiden name. And that's what my personal brand is under. So, and they can find me on all the social media platforms from LinkedIn, um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, on both the personal brand side, as well as the
0: law firm side amazing okay well you guys heard it and they'll be in the show notes as well thank you so much sabrina for you've been an amazing amazing guest and for all of our listeners if you liked i'm sure you loved this episode but please do do me a big favor leave us a review leave us a rating uh subscribe to the podcast and share it with all of your friends and we will see you on the next episode bye then thank you Thank you so much for listening to The Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, if you are a successful online entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, then please visit go.theremarkableentrepreneurpodcast.com slash podcast dash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials and tag me. I'm at Deidre Shen. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media as well and let them know about the show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. Now, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, reviews go a long, long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me and my team. And if you want to know more, go to our website, djshen.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. My Facebook group is actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at Deidre Shen. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time.